أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله واتقوا الله إن الله سميع عليم صدق الله العظيم Yesterday we had discussed some introductory aspects to the surah and this was also mentioned that the surah is very much related to islah and nafs and associated with that is islah al-mu'ashara because it is really that mu'ashara and that social system that will be in order when the people within that social system have the correct akhlaq if they have the correct akhlaq they will be able to uphold the etiquettes of muashara as well of social life if the person's akhlaq is poor then he won't be able to even fulfill the rights of others these are very directly and closely related aspects the akhlaq and muashara and this surah is related to these aspects that what is the importance of it in a muslim's life the issue is that insan allah taala has created us we have emotions we have feelings and everybody doesn't have the same nature somebody has a very very cool and calm nature somebody is naturally very a uh, little bit on the that's the hot side of things he can get upset very easily somebody is very sensitive in their temperament somebody can take things in their stride very easily somebody cannot do so so the natures of people differ very greatly but now the natures been so different but yet as they say that no man is an island meaning we don't live in isolation we cannot live in isolation we have to live within societies within communities within people a person we have been not been taught to be gone to the cave somewhere in the mountain and isolate ourselves that's not the teachings of deen we will live with families we will live with people we will live in societies we will attend the masjid we will be with performing salah with jamaah This is what we have been taught to attend the masjid, perform salah with jamaah. If somebody went away to the cave and isolated himself, and we hear about some incidents of this nature, that's an exception. But that is not what is required. That somebody over became overwhelmed with some condition, and he became maghlubul hal. So that's an ex- somebody was excused, but that's not something to be emulated. So what is to be emulated is the way that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam lived how the sahaba ikram lived that they lived among people they lived with their families they attended the masjid they performed salah with jamaah they were part of the society but now these temperaments are so different and a very very necessary requirement that we have been emphasized upon very greatly is to maintain peace and harmony so now all these are various different aspects now on the one side is this different temperaments and natures of people 
other side this very great emphasis on maintaining peace and harmony so now how all this is going to fit into the same equation how is this going to be achieved so how it will be achieved is this is where Allah Ta'ala has given us the directives in the Quran Sharif and Rasulullah has in the Hadith Sharif and with his practical example and his Mubarak Sunnah have given us the guidance in terms of the issues pertaining to akhlaq, pertaining to mu'asharat. Mu'amalat is also in the same category, but primarily here we are discussing the aspects of mu'asharat and akhlaq. So this is where when a person has adopted and people in general have adopted, people of a household adopt the guidelines of Sharia regarding Mu'asharat they adopt the correct akhlaq that Deen has taught then despite the fact that people in that household will have different temperaments despite the fact that there will be occasions when sometimes something will happen which is not how somebody likes it sometimes things will happen which goes against somebody's nature it goes against somebody's temperament. It will happen. These things happen in life. This is part of dunya. That these things happen. But despite these things happening from time to time, but if people have adopted the correct muasharat, correct akhlaq, then to start off with, these kind of occurrences will be minimized. It won't be like every other thing is just triggering something off every small little aspect is just creating some explosion to start off with that won't happen so to that will be the first thing that when that correct muasharat and akhlaq has been adopted already there will be a degree of peace and calm that will be achieved already without anything else because the occurrences of all these uh, situations the occurrences of something that's going to trigger up some issue all that will be already at a minimal and then that odd occurrence when it does happen so that muasharat and akhlaq that Islam has taught it has even taught us how to handle these occurrences how to react when a situation does come up so one is that something didn't happen so a person will not be creating problems sometimes there's a situation where something has happened and somebody doesn't know how to react correctly doesn't know how to control himself doesn't know how to respond in the right manner doesn't know how to manage a situation correctly everything requires that when there's a situation it's not just any knee-jerk reaction person just goes headlong into something especially somebody who is the head and the head of the house is the husband, is the father now in particular that husband and father he has additional responsibility everybody has a responsibility to maintain the peace and calm but that father is the head of the house the husband is the head of the family he has additional responsibility he is driving that vehicle and the person driving the vehicle he cannot behave like the passengers if that vehicle is a bus sometimes the passengers on the bus they walk around as well 
sometimes even start jumping around but the jumping around of the passengers will not be as dangerous as a little bit of neglect of the driver they will be jumping around is not good is not in order but that won't pose so much of a risk and so much of a danger like a little bit of neglect of the driver he might forget jumping around he'll be looking around in the ro- without paying too much attention on the road and it can cause a major accident so he has additional responsibility he will have to manage everybody and he will have to give the direction and the guideline once one person came into the masjid bedouin these people were new in this islam they were new in deen they didn't yet have the opportunity to learn all the aspects of etiquette and adab and whatever other details of deen immediately obviously all this was now new to them they were learning a little at a time and especially a person now coming as a bedouin he's coming from a distant place he's coming from the outskirts somewhere where he wasn't in constant contact with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam with the sahaba ikram so now these people would come from far off places they would come sometimes short periods and gone so the process was slow in for them gaining that knowledge so this was now to start off with this was recognized and accommodated how this bedouin comes into the masjid now he is not yet familiar with the adab and the etiquette of the masjid he is new to all this new to islam and he is new to all the details so he comes in the masjid now the masjids of those days there wasn't all these carpets and all the things that we are accustomed to in the masjid nowadays the masjid was the bare floor the masjid was just sometimes not even a roofed structure the haram sharif that is that is what it was we now see a certain section that is open the mataf section that is open and then we see a very grand structure with multi story building under cover but for a long long time just that open area was masjidul haram there was no roofed structure for a long time in the time of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and long after there was still no roofed structure that was the masjid so this bare floor this bedouin comes in and now he suddenly had the need to relieve himself to urinate so he goes in one corner and before anybody knows what this person is intending to do he already starts relieving himself now can we imagine the situation imagine the scene and this person has come he is in the masjid and he already has started soiling the masjid so the sahaba were obviously very disturbed about this so some already woke up to start rushing towards him it's obvious what they were going to do what their intention was that when they got to him then they were going to really straighten him out but before they even got anywhere close to him rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam immediately cautioned them step 1 he cautioned them la tuzrimu don't stop him oh subhanallah what is going on here but this is a lesson in action that to start off with now what this person is busy with and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam say don't stop him so everybody stopped in their tracks what was the point that what he has already started doing is bad enough this is bad enough if anybody is going to now rush closer to him he is also going to see what's coming now 
that much he can understand what's heading towards him. There's danger running towards him now. And natural reaction, that when a person sees danger running towards him, he's going to run from danger. Now this person in this condition, if he's going to start running, right now there's one portion of the masjid that is being soiled, the whole masjid will get soiled. And this damage that is confined currently to one place will now be extended to a very much greater extent. So Rasulullah actually allowed him to first finish off. Now when he was done, he then called him and advised him, look this is the house of Allah Ta'ala. This is not the place for all this. And what is the adab and etiquette of the masjid? Then he instructed some sahaba to clean this place up, dig out that sand, they brought some water, washed it off, dug that sand out, cleaned it, and everything was sorted out. But now what was the first part of this reaction? The first part of this reaction was managing the situation. There's already a problem, and if that problem is not going to be handled correctly, there'll be ten problems just now. Now this is part of this, how to manage a situation, now the head of the home, Nabi Islam was the head of the whole Ummad. He was the Nabi of the Ummad, and he taught us that how does the head react to things. He has to control the situation, he doesn't just, well whatever is happening let it happen, and if somebody is fighting let them fight, and if the whole house is coming down, the roof is coming down, let it come down. No, he, but he doesn't just get caught up in the situation either. That there's just some reaction, anyhow, anything, blindly just diving into a situation. Now, subhanallah, so many things were taught in this one incident. Now this lesson, these are issues in the lives of the Sahaba Kiram, like this incident happened. Somebody came and soiled the masjid. Allah Ta'ala made these things happen so that the lessons of how these things are then managed could be learned. Now, if, ever, if this never happened, would we have learned this lesson of how a situation is to be managed? Confine the situation first, confine the problem, then eliminate the problem. But instead of confining the problem, immediate reaction is we multiply it. And after having multiplied it, now we want to find out who's at fault. So somebody was at fault for one problem, and we were at fault for ten problems. Because we didn't handle it right. We didn't manage it correctly. So this is the issue of Maasharat, that now people have to live together. So many people have to live under the same roof. People have to live as a family, as an extended family. People have to live in communities. And people have their own tabiyat. Everybody has a different temperament. Somebody has a lot of sabr, mashallah. And he can just digest a lot of things. And somebody doesn't have that level of tolerance. So now how is this going to come right? So now everybody has to learn something. Everybody has to train themselves somewhere. This is what this Mu'asharat is teaching us. Look, it's not just a matter of some, some theory. No, these are things to be learned and to be adopted. If a person with some sickness, some illness, so then he is told about a medication. So that medication, he's given all the details about it for what? He's given the prescription for what? To go and frame it up somewhere, that this is a prescription that the specialist has given, very highly qualified, 
he's got medals for the best uh, research he's done in this field and his world recognized in the field and he's written this prescription out so now therefore this prescription needs to be framed up so now mashallah it's framed up nicely in a very well cold frame but that frame may or may not get better but he'll never get better because that prescription wasn't for the frame that prescription was for translating into action he needs to take that medication so regardless of the varying temperature temperaments of people regardless that somebody has a very uh, cool and calm nature and somebody else is a total opposite regardless of the fact that people's preferences are very, very different somebody prefers things that are very that he gets feels very cold very quickly so he wants everything very warm and somebody else is all the time in a state of where he's getting his temperature is going high he wants everything cold now at the same time you can't have that room both freezing cold and boiling hot so now where is the middle path how is this going to be now all accommodate everybody and adopt the middle path and bring some kind of compromise in the whole situation so that everybody is fairly comfortable all this comes from these etiquettes of social life that muasharat the deen has taught so this is a very very important lesson that is being given in the surah and there's various other ayat in the quran sharif in various places that deal with the aspects of muasharat social life akhlaq in the surah the first ayat allah tbaraka wa ta'ala says ya ayuhal ladina amanu la tuqaddimu bayna yadayillahi wa rasulihi wattaqullah o you who believe don't advance before allah and his rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam wattaqullah and fear allah inna allah sami'un alim allah is all hearing and all knowing the incident that took place upon which this ayat was revealed that there was a delegation that had come from the banu tamim tribe and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam wanted to now appoint somebody as their leader now that this delegation is going back so somebody should be appointed as the head as the leader so when this issue came up nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam had not yet started the discussion itself it was just an issue now that had come up that now this needs to be done but the discussion was not yet opened out but because it became known that this is something that is being intended that somebody is going to be appointed as the head as the amir so abu bakr radiyallahu ta'ala an and hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala an both of them were present there so immediately as soon as this became known that this is what nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam intends doing one gave an in his view that certain person qaqab bin ma'bad he should be appointed as the amir another then said no aqrab bin habis person who is also part of this delegation he should be appointed and in this discussion between themselves to start off with nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam had not yet so to say opened the discussion he hadn't yet asked for their view in the matter or their opinion in the matter and in this that discussion started getting a little bit more intense and the voices got slightly raised as mentioned just now that these were incidents allah taala made them happen 
made them happen, the Sahaba Ikram, this is something to always bear in mind, that the end point of theirs is radiallahu anhum wa an. They left this dunya with the stamp of approval, with the endorsement and with the ticket to Jannat. They already have reserved their places in Jannat, so to say, while they were walking on earth. Not that they did it by their own claim, this is by Allah Ta'ala giving them that endorsement. When Allah Ta'ala revealed in the Quran Sharif, Radiyallahu anhum waradu an, Allah Ta'ala was not, Na'uzubillah, unaware that what will be the future, that Na'uzubillah, somebody from them would not be deserving of this. So in any case, these things were made to happen so that we would then take the lesson, we would learn what's, what's to be done. So now, when this incident happened, Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat that لَا تُقَدِّمُوا بَيْنَ يَدِي اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ that you should not do this, you shouldn't jump the gun. You shouldn't do something before you have been instructed to do it by Allah and His Rasul You are in the presence of Rasulullah You should wait your turn. And only when Rasulullah has now either instructed that something be done, or he has asked that you should now give your opinion in a matter, then you should do so. Until that has not happened, you should hold the peace. You should wait. Now this was an etiquette that is being expressed, that this etiquette of respect, that Rasulullah is the Nabi of the Ummah, he is the Rasul of Allah, he is the head, he is the senior boast, and the juniors must wait until the senior has given the direction. They must not jump the gun. Without this recognizing the difference in rank, and without accepting that there has to be that, rec- that, that respect given, without giving that due respect, there will be chaos. There's a head of an institution, is the principal, and now their teachers were serving under him, but they don't recognize his position as the principal. They say, we will do as we please here. So there will be chaos in that place, in that school, in that madrasa, wherever. There is a home, so now there has to be a head of the home. So the father is the head, and now there is the rest of the family. But now they don't recognize that there is somebody as the head here. They don't recognize that there is somebody who has the final call, because he is the head. So now everybody is the head. This is what western society has created. That the husband is the head, and likewise the wife is the head. So now this has gone to her head also. That she's also the head. So now, what's the end result? The end result is that when there's so many heads, in reality then there's no head. And we might have heard about how a headless chicken, how it flies around. It has just been now slaughtered, it's headless now. And that headless chicken, how it jumps around. Now when this home has got no head, because everybody is the head, the sum total of that is there is no head. When there is no head, then chaos reigns. Now that is the end result of western society. Western lifestyle that there is no head. Everybody is equal. And when everybody is so called equal, then there is nobody who is the head of the household. So now one in almost, it was perhaps 10, 12, 15 years ago that this was that time checked up, Allah knows where it stands now, that one in three homes was a broken home.
One in three homes that was 15 years ago. It's perhaps now Allah knows there's one in two homes or what it is. So now how did this chaos reign? How did the society degenerate into such a mess? Because these divine principles we all ignored. What Allah Ta'ala had, Allah is the creator of insan. Allah Ta'ala revealed these divine principles. But this is abandoned and to the extent that Muslim society has abandoned it, we are seeing the same chaos that Western society already tasted long ago. But now that same chaos is now creeping into our societies because rather than follow the Mu'asharat of Islam, we are also going down the same route of Western society. Inshallah we'll continue with this. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq and bless us with the Mu'asharat and akhlaq that Deen has taught. Akhir da'wana